G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Got my co-host, my bro, my main man, Bobby G, me, Gerald Dapper J. It's another edition of A Thousand Jumpers. But more importantly, it's the playoffs, man. We we finally, we here. It's been a long season. Uh, a story, a heavy storyline, narrative-driven season. But we are here. Playoffs is in full. Of- Isn't every storyline, every season has mad storylines and narratives? You know what's funny? Like... I don't know if about you, but Taylor, she be like, "Oh, so your sports is the same." I'm like, "It's the best reality TV you'll ever watch because it changes every year and it's compelling. The ratings go up. It's quality. Like, and content. we actually care what the people doing do. Like all the reality TV shit that we see, we're like, "Yo, she's a hairdresser on the side, bitch. I don't care. Stop I don't her. Care, Throw yeah. a drink on her." We're like, "Oh, this dude plays basketball." <laughs> This person got traded. This person got injured. This person's going through like a tough time. Like a whole bunch of really dope stuff, you know. So playoffs are here. Really dope stuff. Playoffs is here in full effect. And let's let's get to our thoughts. Um, something or you're the the resident Laker fan here. You guys are tied one one. If Chris Paul is out for the rest of the series, I mean I know they took him out of the game. Because he just wasn't looking like himself. For for a competitive basketball sake, I hope he is fine. Because it makes more for a better series. But if he's not hurt, do you guys win in five? If he is hurt. I mean, maybe six at, at best. They could have one of those games where they're super inspired and we just let it... You know, let him have it. But no, we should win it in five. We're just gonna win it in five, whether he was healthy or not. I said this. You know, you know LeBron gives his friends a game. He's gonna lose though. <laughs> so what happens if if Anthony Davis continues to have you know poor games like that? Because that that matters. He definitely well, as long rebounded. As he follows in game it up two. with 34, 10, and seven the next game. I think we'll be pretty good in <laughs> most of the series. <laughs> like, yeah, he had a bad game. The first the first game he looked un you know what do you call that shit um, uninspired unengaged yeah. you know disengaged this would be he looked he looked disengaged and just you know floating around the court but I mean it's he, so he funny came seeing up yeah. Laker fans like I I didn't even watch the game because it was way past my bedtime but like looking at how I wake up and I'm seeing Trey Schroeder <laughs> on the timeline. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> 
he was out there clanking everything off the rim. It's the same, bro. For the last three games, he's been making me mad. He was getting done up by Steph. Still beat that bum ass nigga though. He was getting done up by John Morant, and he was missing every shot on offense. And then game one, it was like, what are you doing, Schroeder? This man. Fucking Chris Paul got one arm, bro. Like, stop this man. He's just like throwing the assist. Chucks the shit up from the corner of the um foul line. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh yeah. He redeemed himself the game two he came to play. Like, I mean, we're gonna make it we're gonna make it do what it do, bro. We're not the team you have to worry about. <laughs> so keeping it west. My my upset pick, which is now looking more like not even upset, look like formality. Things could change, obviously. I had the Mavericks beating the Clippers in seven. The Mavericks First of all, I said this last year that the Mavericks would have beat them if Przingis was healthy. Okay, the Clippers is Clippers. I've been trying to tell y'all when y'all was on the bandwagon last year. Oh, they're gonna beat you guys, and then they didn't even make it to us. This year, they lose in the first round. But it's more so the fact that they chose to lose to avoid to in order to see you guys in the conference championship mm. Mm. instead of the second round. Which mm. I'm like, that's so dumb to me because they that's, they w- that's scary. That is scary because that's some whole ass. They, they've never lost to Portland this year, so it's like you play them, you probably beat them, get the the battle of L.A. Cool. You go and it's like, oh, we gotta play the Mavericks. Who we, again, we dinged up and they still scared of us. Luca has a personal vendetta against the entire Clippers organization as a staff, record label, and as a crew. <laughs> like <laughs> this man is averaging thirty-one, ten and ten in his first eight oh, games, man, which are all against the Clippers. But wh- where's Michael Jordan and Scotty? I thought they were the ultimate lockdown tandem. Apparently not. Like this is what people. This is what happens when people think and all both Kawhi and are Paul had people. good games. Like Kawhi dropped forty one. And here's the thing: you got two good games by both of them. You see what happens when Anthony Davis on LeBron play well? We win. <laughs> you know, because those are legit superstars. Y'all finally learning that yo, maybe Kawhi isn't who y'all thought he was. Maybe Paul George never was Tracy McGrady. Who said that? Bad people was on that. Bad I never was people. on that. I and I like Paul George, but bad I never, was on that. Everything changed Same. when he called himself Playoff P. Before that, he was good. He was good. Now, just bad, bro. Mm. If that now the real odds, I had it going to seven. It looks like it's not going to seven. What do you think the odds are of them getting swept? I mean, I think game three. I think the only game that they, they could lose game four. Who, the uh, the, the Mavs? Because they went Cause, over in their head? Because like, oh, we're up 3 Yeah, No, they're just, they're going to be, they might play tight. They might be like, yo, we can get these dudes out of here. Let's make it a perfect game. And then they might fuck it up. But I think the crowd's going to give them game three. And, but I can see them sweeping them. And if they do, I mean, what are y'all going to say? Mm-hmm. If they sweep them, are you another thing? Um, I think you had ratings for where Paul and Kawhi would be on your top mm-hmm. list. 
But then where do you put Luca? Because Luca's stock extremely rises if he does this. I don't think his stock rises that much on my list because I've already been converted to Lucaism, okay? So I already think Luca's a top 10 player in the league. And to crack top five, I mean, top five would be <clears throat> LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, <clears throat> Giannis, Jokic is six, Embiid, seven. I don't know if he's better than any of them. He's still top ten to me, though. Okay. I mean, he's better than Steph. I'm. Ooh. I don't agree, but sure, okay. Ooh. 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 That's my that's my little cold hot take because it's it's clear, but it's cold, you know, right now because y'all y'all not gonna say nothing about it now, you know. I noticed that the media was wild quiet when the boy ain't make the playoffs. It wasn't a million think pieces on that. Let LeBron had <clears throat> lost two play-in games. Oh, yeah. The the LeBron pack, bro. Woo. Oh, my goodness. We wouldn't be able to escape the aroma. <laughs> but, smell I mean, it from whatever. L.A., bro. Like, yeah, so. Whatever. But, yeah, no. I said, Luca's that dude, bro, and he's proving it. Like... Many of us said that the Mavericks were a better team last year, you know, that they could have won last year. I'm saying we all saw Porzingis wasn't shit last year. He wasn't healthy Facts. shit. This year, we don't, and this is the thing, we don't even need prime Porzingis, whatever that is. We don't need 20 and 10. He, as long as he just hits the open shots that their offense is getting him. Because Tim Hardaway it, Jr. is Balling, bro. He's on flames, and he usually gets is real streaky. So let's hope this streakiness lasts the series. Because if he goes cold, we're gonna quickly see how limited that Mavericks team is. Yeah. <laughs> but like, all I would say is like they won last, no, last game by what, like seven points. Right. Luke was a two for seven from the free throw line. Yeah. Like, bro, like, and he only had four like, points in the fourth quarter. It's not like. Like there was a time where like the um the Nuggets were out clutching the Clippers. Like it was a time where they just couldn't score and it was they looked fucked up and then Jamal Murray was getting magical buckets and Jokic was doing his thing, right? Right. The Mavericks aren't beating them. <laughs> They're just keeping the game close enough for the Clippers to beat themselves. <laughs> like Yeah. Like, bro, the Mavericks are literally like uh, I mean, if you just give me the layup, I'll take it. <laughs> like, Luca hasn't had a good fourth quarter yet. Facts. Like, they ain't, they ain't played a complete He's game yet. balling threes in the fourth quarter. Bruh, two in a row. Like, <laughs> ow. Like, bruh, but they just keep... Fam, I'm looking at the game. They, they just, yo, Luca's like 0 for 5, and they're still scared of this nigga. They're like, yo, double, double swing, Przingis dunk. I'm like... Okay, I just not like, bro. Two players don't make a franchise, bro. Niggas, I thought y'all learned it when the Heat couldn't win the first year. Two players don't make a franchise. And I think this team is worse than the team last year. Yeah. I think Blue Will and, and Trez gave him a, a presence off the bench that scared certain teams and kept them afloat for where, like, they they was able. to Maybe they had a five-point lead with Kawhi and Paul on the bench, and then they pushed it to a 15, and before you knew it was a blowout, they now, don't got that I got to ask speed. you this, because you're a very competitive guy, and I know you talk a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. 
if someone's saying you t- you're too small to guard me three minutes into the game, <clears throat> how soon are you uh, giving them a flagrant one? <laughs> well, well, I mean, it depends. <laughs> because if I'm if I'm in Patrick Beverly's position, I'm not yelling at Luca. I'm yelling at my teammates. Okay, because <laughs> see, there's there's playoff Bobby and then there's regular Bobby. Regular Bobby is yo, I'm gonna foul your ass. You gonna get a fucking elbow to your throat. This is going. You're gonna learn today who's too small, nigga. The playoffs is all about winning, and that's you know when you're on the blacktop and a nigga hit three threes in your face and you yeah. go and your man tapping and say yo you want switch and you go nah nigga fuck that right you slapping the ground like you play for Duke and shit yeah no that don't happen when you win the blacktop classic that don't happen when you win high school playoff basketball that don't ha- no no fam he cooking me coach you see him cooking me why am I on him still. <laughs> That motherfucker Kawhi, we paid twenty nine, thirty million dollars a game that he don't ever play. He need to be on him. Why am I on him? <laughs> like that's what you say. You don't yell at Luca. Luca, yeah, Luca, you're right. I'm too fucking small. Tyron Lou, did you hear him? I'm too small. Why am I still here? But no, Patrick Beverly just want to be a hard head dumbass and be like, yeah, so look at me trying hard, just like Russell tried to tell y'all. He ain't doing shit. This nigga ain't a nice defender, and this nigga is getting abused, bro. I'm. I feel you. I feel like for game one, I would have did a flagrant one. I'm sorry, bro. I'd have been like, I'm what? Why? So your team's just gonna lose anyway? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why not? I got some no. message like, you're not about to sun me, bro. What's the message? Luca's not afraid of that shit. I know. This that. ain't Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Luca don't care about none of that shit. Luca's been hit in the face, clothesline. Luca's been doing it since he was bitch. fifteen. <laughs> Trent's called him a white ass bitch the last year, and he was like, mm, "I just hear that all the time." <laughs> <laughs> Why when you said that, I thought of what Ernie Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but it's like. You know how like someone a street dude saying something and then you have Ernie who is very uh very eloquent and proper with his words. <laughs> like Trez is all slagged out and Ernie bitch ass white boy. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Yeah, yeah shout out to Ernie Johnson, bro. Constant for for sure. Um keeping it west, nuggets and blazers. Any any thoughts? I mean, I think that's going to be an interesting series. I really wish Jamal the Murray Blazers. was there, bro. Yeah, I would have had the Nuggets winning then. But since he's not, I have the Blazers. But we'll see how long this Aaron Gordon on Damon Lillard shit can hold up. Because, But the problem with the Blazers is they don't play no defense, apparently. Most of the teams in the NBA don't play defense. And it's no, frustrating well, to me. No, no. But they're like a turnstile. Like, bro. They only had like thirty something points in the first half, and they and they were down. It was like sixty three to sixty one. Yeah, I was like, "What the hell? He had thirty two points. How are you still down?" Like, I don't know. I think that series is still going seven. It might. I had it going six. I think to the Blazers, but I'm gonna hold out on the Nuggets just because they have the size. Um, and then they're yeah. able, especially with Jokic, to get points from other people like Michael Porter Jr.'s points. Yeah, I'm about to say it, it's really it's really between Porter Jr. and like can Jokic go for forty? Yeah, because if he can, that then they'll win. But we haven't seen him do that at least consistently. 
Right. No, like, and, and that's... And if Porter Jr. Though, can give you 30, 35 or something, then you don't need Jokic to go before it. Anyway. Right. Jokic can give like 12 assists. Exactly. We, we, we both talked about Porter Jr. and how good he projected to be, and he offensively at the very least... Oh, he he's he's, he's living up defensively. So, long way to go. <laughs> offensively, he doesn't even know what defense is. Like, <laughs> he, you know how people be looking lost on defense. Like when um, you remember when all the Porter was standing there and the just ran up behind them and shit. No, my Porter don't look lost. Like he inactive. He just be running around the court doing nothing. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, your man's is right there. He's like, I know, though, but if, I, if they get the rebound, I can be out already. <laughs> what are you doing? Is there any other West series we, we mentioned? Is there all of them? Uh, Grizzlies, oh, yeah, and the Jazz. Grizzlies and Jazz. Like, now that Donovan's back. Yeah, it's simple. With Donovan, bye-bye, Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to John Morant, but they're not there yet. Unless... Unless Jaron Jackson can just hit six threes a game or something, and like Gobert can't sit in the paint, then I'd be like, "Wow, they're gonna win this series, bro." Yeah, but that would like, be something. So let, let's switch over to the East. Um, probably the most compelling, I guess, narrative-wise, Atlanta, New York. Yeah, Trey Young telling the mm-hmm. garden is too quiet in here. Uh, which hard. is hard, bro. I was like, yo, that's fire, bro. Your first game yeah. win is in the garden, and you telling them, yo, it's quiet in here? That's, that was that's what I like. And Derrick Rose was like, how do you feel? He's like, yo, y'all soft, man. Like, yeah, he had a good Derrick game. We could do that. With the smoke. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like, all right, we'll see what you do game two. Yeah, so we're like, nah, Rose is with the smoke, bro. Like, Rose is a perfect team. He's a perfect player for Thibodeau, and he's a perfect player for New York, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a, he is, he a star without the, like, even without the razzle-dazzle. Like, yo, D. Rose is that nigga. But like, I think that series, like, seeing quickly, like, kind of cook, like, quickly, man. I, he he quietly had one of the better rookie seasons this year. It's just, yeah, I think like, top five, maybe. Yeah, just top five rookie for sure. Um... Also, I think Julius Randle won't have that bad of a game. Yeah, I think Randle was chucking bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what do you do in your first playoff game and it ever? Yeah, or, ever. Because when he got to the Lakers, they weren't making the playoffs. Yeah, let's say, or at least in a while, right? Yeah. So it was like, and it's in New York, like, bro. Yeah. If there's any place that you're gonna get jitters, it's Madison Square, bro. <laughs> What did you so, yeah. feel about um and it's funny, I will say I missed Knicks being in the playoffs. One for the garden, two everyone's chiming in like to have Mayor Bill de Blasio was like, Luke uh Luca, train to stop playing for fouls, <laughs> like <laughs> score yeah, real man, points. Yeah, like that's the thing about like we always get the larger than life moments when New York any team is good, right? It's like when when are you gonna see a mayor talking about a fucking playoff game, bro? Like one, you're you're addressing the state of the city, you know, COVID, whatever. Mm-hmm. He got the Knicks hat on, like, hey, <laughs> like, what's good, bro? Y'all know who I rap. Like that's just like so I mean, yeah, I mean uh that's a great. That's gonna be a great series, man. Yeah, like, I still have the Knicks winning. By yeah, I do. Six, but we, they gotta win tonight because I don't see them winning four straight. I, I think I had the Knicks in six, or no, nah, I might have had them in seven. But so we'll, we'll see. Um, I think the the Nets are gonna sweep Boston. I think it's kind of a formality. Boston don't have any firepower, bro. Congrats. 
That's what it is. Like it's yeah, like Jalen Brown's out there. So yeah, boom, that's it. Seventy six are gonna sweep y'all. They're not gonna sweep us. What's we're, the? We're getting a game. We might get is, tonight. Is it one zeros? Yeah, it's one zero. Yeah, we played. Oh, y'all only played one game. Oh, okay. Nah, they're gonna beat y'all tonight again. <laughs> and I was mad one because that we really don't play defense, and that makes me angry. But we were like. Once we started coming back, I was like, "Oh, we're we're competing. Like, okay, we're we're kind of in this a little bit more than I thought we would be." And then, like, even though Russ didn't step out of bounds, they replayed it and they clearly show you went out of bounds. We still would have lost the game anyway because we would have had to score six points in nineteen seconds. Not saying that that's impossible, just given our track record, <laughs> highly unlikely. Um, my my thing is just we we gotta get um. Just more production out of our other players. Like Rui has to do. Um, I want to see how Rui matures in this game. Bertans had a, a decent game. Brad and Russ were cooking. Um, and we have the thing is like throwing the bodies that we have at at Embiid helped a little bit. Tobias Harris dropping thirty seven was not in the bingo card, but I'm like, if Rui stops Tobias, the last ten years. Maybe maybe longer, but definitely ten years, right? Wizards have never been able to stop good forwards. Paul George was eating niggas up. Yep. Even when Melo was done, he was eating y'all up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, KD and Bron and niggas like that was eating y'all up. Jimmy Butler. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when Tobias Harris had that game, I was like, mm, makes sense. <laughs> like, who is your forward defender? Like, who, who was your be best wrong. wing defender? Rui is our best wing defender. Okay, I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you the truth. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's if that's the best you got. That series is going to be a quite short one. But, like, y'all just not a good team, and that's cool. I mean, I I know you you preaching in the choir. Yeah, it's like, and that's that's one of the things. Like, it's not going to be because of coaching, really. It's not. It might not really be because of playing. It's just going to be. Just not a better team. Like, yeah. yo, you don't got enough. I mean, Bill is. I mean, we. I, fuck Bill. You know, I can say whatever I want, but like, Bill has always showed up in the playoffs. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised when he was cooking. Russ has always showed up in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Russ has always showed up in the playoffs. I say every game. I'm every series. Russ has showed up in the playoffs. When has Russ averaged 15 and 4 and 4? No, he's never done that. Like, like, he obviously going to put the numbers on the board. But, I mean, Ben Simmons is 6'10", bro. Yeah, like, Ben Simmons was, was guarding Russ, so I'm like, okay. And, like, Brad was still doing his thing in spite of that because Ben was, was switching on both our guards. Like, Ben should... I know he's in the top three for defensive player of the year. He definitely deserves it. Like Ben was was definitely doing his thing, making sure we were taking tough shots. Uh, we just, we needed scores, man. But yeah, I, I, don't I mean, know. you have like look. It's the same thing. Look at the when we look at the Blazers, they realized they had what CJ and Dame, two pretty good playmakers, but not really like nice playmakers. So. They realize we just we can't have three and D guys. We just have to double down on people who can create their own shots, right? And that's the thing. Like Wizards look cool when you got Russ 
running up and down the court and Bill doing isos and shit. But once it slows down into the playoff mode, Bertans can't get his and, own shot. And Russ is a is a great player, but he's not a great playmaker. No, he's a, yeah, like he's a he's a good playmaker. Yeah, he doesn't have the natural gift of you would see like a Rondo, a Wall, a Chris Paul, LeBron, stuff like that, right? He can volume it up like a James Harden and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's can, he's obviously a good passer and everything, but yeah, he doesn't have the natural playmaking instincts. And it's like when you have a Breton, so like I said, he literally is just a catch and shoot guy, and he also is fucking horrible on defense. Oh, like, liability isn't even the word, bro. And your your all your big men suck. Alex Linus ass cheeks. Gafford like, doesn't suck. Gafford is is, but he's not stopping people on defense. And like I mean, and B like he's not stopping a legit center. That's what I mean. Yeah. So like, and B's just gonna eat him alive. Like Rui is like, he's a strong defender. Yeah, Rui. And, Rui. His, I like his ceiling a lot. It's just right now we don't have it. At, at the very best, he's inconsistent on offense. Right. And his defense is great in spurts. Like, he can make defensive plays, but he's not a lockdown defender. I agree. So when you're not scoring on the other end and you're not stopping anyone, you're a liability. So, like I said, y'all have talent. But... I mean, obviously, 76ers number one seed for a reason. Yeah, for sure. I'm again. I'm not mad at it. Is that it? All the series? Um, Bucks and Heat. I didn't expect them to get whopped. The Heat game two. Bucks are a front runner team, bro. Once they get you, they get you. So once they was up about 26, I saw that in the um, first half. I mean, the first quarter, I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be one of those games. Like they're just gonna stampede them. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. So I mean, I had the Heat. No, I had the Bucks winning this year. I had the Heat winning last year right. because I felt like Jimmy, the the, game, the teams was close enough. There wasn't no Drew Holiday that he right. in there, right? The team was close enough. I felt like Jimmy was going to outclutch Giannis. He was going to put that fear guy on. This year, like I said, Drew Holiday's there, and a lot of that easy. I can get to my spot where I want to, Jimmy Butler shit, all that nice and easy, I can fly free and do whatever I want, Tyler Hero shit, isn't happening. So, Do you think that's a sweep? I I think the Heat get... I think the Heat probably... I would assume the Heat get one because of Jimmy Butler, right? So I would assume they get one. I'm not sure they get more than one. Like I said, I got the Bucks getting to the finals, so... I have the Nets, so we'll we'll definitely revisit this conversation <laughs> in the second round because it should be a a fun one. <laughs> yeah. For All sure. right, let's switch over to football. Um, I mean, we could talk what Julio. Uh, I don't think that was. I, I think Julio knew. Like, if you know, I do a show this early in the morning. I mean, nah. See, I'll say it like this. I think he knew. There's times where someone has called me or I've called somebody and have complete, whether I knew their schedule or not, at one point, completely forgot their schedule and was just saying, and I was like, oh, shit, you at work right now or something, right? And they're like, oh, yo, yeah, or something like that, right? So, I mean, that's, it's perfectly yeah, awesome. I mean, that who feels cool at the crib gets a call from Shannon Sharp and he's like, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, he did say, you know, well, I mean, yo, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that was. But, I mean, if you were on the way out anyway, 
What does it matter? Yeah, and I'm just glad because when I saw him in that cowboy shirt, I was like, I I pray that's not where he's trying to go. He was like, Yeah, I'm not trying to go there. Amari, oh my gosh, man, two of the top five greatest Alabama receivers on the same team. Nah, I'm cool on that. That would be disgusting, bro. And what's wild is because the Texans gave away DeAndre for nothing. That's kind of the standard where no one's going to give up a one for Julio. Julio might well, go for third I mean, or fourth, bro. It's also the contract too. Like I'm I mean, sure yeah, if he that, was on a nice team favorable deal and things like. And also, it's the fact that there's clearly Julio. Like there's clearly a separation there. So, like it's not like you trading a superstar at the peak of his like his peak of his uh, you know. Whatever his worth, like niggas know he's he wants to be gone, and he's cost them a lot of money. So I'm not about to give you a first round if I know you want to get him out of there. <laughs> like they say, they want to trade him to a, to the AFC, but I think he'll stay in the NFC. If he goes man. to Green Bay, that would help Aaron because Devontae and Julio, Aaron would gladly be like, all right, I'll come back. Or if he still says retire, if he still wants to leave, Aaron just. He a bowl. I mean, I think Aaron's bowl anyway. All, Aaron leaves, then you just really wasting whatever season Adams and Julio are there. Because I don't think love is shit. So Right. Um. And by the way, people really think like oh, was Aaron Rodgers serious? I'm like, he doesn't talk to his mom, dad, and brother. Yes, he is a hundred percent serious. If That's I cannot crazy. talk to my own family that I grew <laughs> up with that raised me, I can totally not talk to who I work for. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a different level of petty. But, but like, yeah, I, I, mean, I say either Julio goes correct. there. I know Marlon Humphreys and Lamar was like, you know, come to Baltimore, which that would be dope. And if he goes to Baltimore, like I said, I still don't know about like, but I mean, you never know until you have it, right? Right. Like, you never know how Lamar I'd Jackson I say he goes to San Fran. Man, that wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't care. I, I think Who's their quarterback? Oh, they got Lance. Fuck. Yeah, you should care, bro. <laughs> like, Bowl. Oh, Bowl. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, damn. Bowl is... But who are their corners? It don't even matter, bro. It do, because we got receivers now. So oh, I mean, no, for sure. But they, they have, um, they don't have any... Notable names, but you know, I like their good corners. Yeah, I mean, cool. That's what's up, but you know, Terry going to show him what's up. Because think about like William Jack, our corner we got from Cincinnati is a really good corner. He's not a notable name, but he was, yeah, he had a for sure. Yeah, he's a really good corner. Yeah, I had to look him up when we got him. I was like, oh, okay, he's nice like that. Yeah, Ooh. but it's just like he's on the Bengals, so who cares? Yeah, and that's I mean, what they are. It's like, uh, they actually have really good corners. Look, look, yeah, I mean, I hope, I mean, Julio, they're talking about him going to the Cardinals. DeAndre and Julio with Kyler, bro? Oh, you better accept them in the Heisman house. They got AJ Green, too. It's 2011, bro. He's already in the Heisman house. He might not, he's, he In your Heisman house, that's what I'm saying. Look, Kyler, I want to accept you, but I don't want to be a bandwagon, okay? You did it with Derrick Henry. You might as well no, do it No, I did it. You I showed totally Derrick Henry Derrick love. Henry. I just said that I was scared because of Trent Richardson. You he weren't started. hopping on the bandwagon until like two years ago. 
I told niggas no. When he first got there, he was with the Marco Murray. I said, "Yo, y'all gotta watch out." They're Henry dog. They're Henry a big nigga. I kept telling niggas that. I didn't say he was like the best running back in the league. I ain't gonna gas him like that. But like, I was like, nah, he can play. But I mean, he is destroying people's homes. <laughs> I'm sure their husband, their their wife, looking at their husband come home after they get stiffed on with him, like. You have you seen some of his workout regimen? I'm like, bro, bro, I'm fam. No, I'm gonna tell you this. He was picking up, he was doing deadlifts and shit and little squats yeah. and shit, shit. And I was like, why is a human being that runs this fast carrying this much weight? <laughs> what is wrong with this man? I mean, you see, he can physically throw people while bro. running. Bro, first of all, Josh Norman. Okay, look. Was parallel in, to the ground, time, bro. I never seen it in my, my time. Life. In my time, there are certain things that have made sense, even if they didn't play out right. Right. The punter running with Sean Taylor. You pro bowl. You're trying to have fun. No one thinks Sean Taylor's going to do that. That was crazy. Super crazy. Leron Landry trying to tackle Brandon Jacobs. I mean, if I'm Cock Diesel, I'm gonna try my hand at it. Didn't work at all. What the fuck possessed Josh Norman to try to level to up? He didn't even if he went for the legs and he broke the leg tackle. There was no dive in sight. I yeah. was like, who is this man thinking? You're not gonna size up someone that's like six three, six four. That would be the equivalent of Deion Sanders trying to tackle Jerome Bettis. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Trying to size up Jerome bro, Bettis. We'll be looking at him like, where was the business decision there, bro? <laughs> like, Bro, Josh Norman was like, I'm going to try to grab him. And he threw him, bro. He's flailing his arm. <laughs> Derek Henry just like. In a, in a calendar <laughs> year, he threw Josh Norman. He made Earl Thomas a lead blocker. And he threw <laughs> Bro. I never see. I'm just like. I... Earl Thomas a bad motherfucker, bro. Yeah. No one's bad when it comes to Terry Henry. <laughs> you made him a lead blocker, bro. Never seen nothing like it, dog. Guys, come on. But yeah, if 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 he goes to the Cardinals, they keep saying everybody. I mean, they're talking about him going to the um Titans. Him and AJ would be. Yeah, that'd be crazy, bro. Like, look. I think there's multiple most teams get Julio Jones and it's gonna be a party. How would you I mean, feel if you woke up and we got him? Again, it don't matter. At that point we then have to give a piece of the franchise to Green Bay for um Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so we can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, like I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick, like I think we're one of the only teams in the league that I still don't really get that much higher if we got um Julio. It will, like I said, you never know until it happens, right? And right. maybe having Terry and Julio, like, he throwing up that bullshit, ain't coming down with the other team. <laughs> I mean, you, then, Julio's so nice, he got a defensive highlight tape. You see when Julio's done, where Matt Ryan's throwing up BS? What, did he spear Jeff he, Heath in the chest? His man in the word has got to be a hundred. <laughs> I said, I knew Julio was the greatest, was probably the best receiver in the league. Maybe, like, when the fucking Panthers was beating everybody. And I'm looking at the TV, and Julio just makes one of the most ridiculous catches. I'm like... When he mauls Luke Keekly, 
and then like, like did the little sprinter. I'm like, I'm oh. like this dude, is, he's single handedly going to be the reason they lose a game this season. And he was. <laughs> like yo, Julio was like, yeah, like I was DeAndre Hopkins. Yo, man, we only had two bad games: Atlanta and the Super Bowl, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Bro, like yeah, like yeah, I'm a Hopkins guy, but Julio was like. He's especially, I mean, look, Julio get out of Atlanta, wherever he goes, is going to shake the league, probably. Hopefully he goes, he comes to us or Baltimore. Yeah, Lamar get Julio, then I can be like, all right, I want Mahomes, Lamar, AFC Championship game. I don't think Mahomes want that smoke if, if Lamar get Julio. You think that defense be exposed now? I would just double him the whole game. Put Tyron and okay, double him. Sammy going to eat his team a lot. His former team a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sammy and Bateman, Bateman and Hollywood. Oh yeah, scrub Brown. <laughs> nah, shout out to Hollywood. He just not a number one. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if oh, he he's gonna in the slot, now. yeah, him in the slot, sixty yards. <laughs> and you know Lamar going to throw that thing. Look at the wrists in this, yeah. Y'all gonna and, get your and, ass beat. And staying in football, there are reports that Jay Z is moving his assets over oh. to acquire a stake in the Washington football team. How does that make you feel? That like I said, we talked. It makes sense. Like, Dan brought the rest of the team from other owners, and apparently he had to take a loan out for that. So, I mean, like I said, it was a matter of time before we start selling part of that team back out to people who are more, he feels are more, you know, of value. And, yeah, I mean, I'm reading this article, I mean, like, yeah, I'm saying everything I was thinking. A team that doesn't have a name clearly for the next few years are going to be major in the Washington brand, right? Yep. Rebrand. It's going to be, I mean, he's already talking about the stadium in like five, six years or so. Yeah. So, which if if we're going, we're doing a, a world tour to look at stadiums from Dallas, L.A., Atlanta. We're going to Europe to look at those stadiums. Yeah. Our stadium gonna be so fire. That means we're gonna get a Super Bowl here. Bro, I mean, yeah, like I mean, we all know FedEx Field was the largest stadium in the NFL until Dallas, I think. Yeah. So when it was built, it was. State of the art, like, right? But yeah, I think especially the way this team is trending, it's warranting you gotta go big. Like this is this is ooh, we we ready to explode and like Jay has touched things in stages. So, I mean, think about it. You think of where the Nets were before Jay and the Nets are after Jay. Like that transitional period, moving them from New Jersey. I mean, getting them picks. I mean, trading them, trading and getting. Garnett and um and Paul Pierce yeah and Paul Pierce Pierce right Johnson yeah you still established a culture that meant she was gonna go and try to win and that culture did what later attracted Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant who later got James James Harden it's crazy how that trade was so bad right and they're definitely closer to winning the championship than the Celtics are so I mean and a lot of that can be point back to Jay's contribution right yeah. And I think that's going to be a 
really big deal for us if he gets. That's going to be when you talk about making it a hot team. It's going to be a hot team, and um, I mean it helps us as black people. I mean, like NFL ownership has been one of the holy grails, right? Yeah, it's a billionaire boys club for real. Like I think you think of like Serena and Venus own part of the um the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, and along with J Lo and Yeah, uh, it was it's a few yeah, it's a that, few like celebrity minority owners in the Dolphins. Outside um, of that, there's no I'm trying to think that I'm trying to think there's gotta be another one that I was There's rumors about. that work done has a little stake in Atlanta. Because his relationship with Arthur Blank, but that oh. hasn't been confirmed or denied. Um, honestly, outside yeah. of those two teams, yeah. Grant Hill did something in the NBA, right? Things with the Hawks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, like you said, like, yo, it's been a rarity to see black faces in NFL ownership, and I think Jay has been one of those flagship people in our culture that has. You know, stamped his flag on certain things and been like, "Yo, man, hey, more of us can do these things." It's just weird because he's a cowboy fan, one, and then two. On, on a more serious note, because he's supposed to be over the multicultural, like as the liaison for the halftime show, will he still be able to do that in the ownership? Because you know, they're not. If if he's gonna be an owner, they're not gonna let him do that. So it's something. Uh-huh. I think one. I think if legally there's no boundaries, then I mean do it. And then two, I think Jay is Jay. Like so, he, so he's probably gonna get someone put in his place of his choosing. So he's gonna be good either way. Yeah, like so. Jay, Jay has been. I mean, all his deals. We can at least say Jay has probably come out the better. You know, in t- in terms of terms. You know, but that means this area will be booming. You had yeah. Amazon, uh, HQ2 coming, a new stadium. Like, yeah, no, DC's on the up and up for sure. Like, yeah, for sure. Sounds to Jay, man. More oh. than one way to skin the cat, bro. Even though you shouldn't be skinning cats. So let, let's go to the music. Um, you know, we we've talked about. Again, you and I, we say who are the guys for the new era. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we both agree, like 21. I think he's one of those guys. Um, and another one of those guys, a little baby. But people were wondering how could he kind of cross over. And when LeBron, no, it wasn't even LeBron. When Elliot Wilson was like, little baby Kurt Franklin debut single for Space Jam 2. And I'm like... This is either going to be really good or really bad. It's not going to be like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> and then you hear the snippet, and it's like, just Blaze made the beat? And then hearing it, hey, I, if yeah. anyone hate on Lil Baby now, it's... <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I mean, got nothing for you. We always got to temper. Well, we don't always have to, but I mean, I'm one to temper praise as well as criticism, right? You know, never want to go too hard either way, right? But I mean, little baby showed and prove in the last two years, especially, right? Yeah. That I mean, there's always points of we. I mean, we analysis with like the Cole Kendrick and Drake shit. There's there's certain parts of your run where you can establish yourself as one of the ones of your era, right? And he's certainly in full swing. I mean, this track is hard. Yo, I mean, shit. First of all, <laughs> when do Just Blaze produce trash, bro? That's number one. And then two, 
you you said it during the verses with Fred Hammond. I agree with you then, and it's even more so now. Kurt Franklin is the greatest gospel artist. Bro, it's not. Ever. Look, it's not. It's not close, bro. He's the puff daddy of gospel. Once you see your name, like he's one of the people. Like if I see Puff's name attached to R and B, we you know this. We both know this. We see him in the studio with any R and B artist. We send each other the videos. Like yo, it's gonna be one of the ones. Yeah. Anytime I ever see Kurt Franklin's name attached to something, I immediately assume it'll be a quality song. Immediately, when I saw him and Kanye, I was like, "Yep, this is gonna be hard." Like, I don't know, like, what it's gonna be about, but it's gonna sound amazing. Like, again, going going to that versus, that was the first time. I think we both uh, agreed it was like it was nineteen one. Like, no weapon was the one. But I'm like, Fred didn't win anything. It didn't matter, obviously, because we. We we needed sure. it, but it was yeah. just like. But look, look, it's, and that's and that's what it took, right? It's the same way that I feel that Puff would watch anybody in verses, right? It's just like Fred Hammond is one of the greatest gospel artists of all time. It's not even close to he's in that pantheon of great gospel artists. And the fact that after twenty songs, we all looked at Kurt like, like, bro, who's close to this dude, bro? Like, he's giving you just everything. Classic after classic after classic. He's giving you everything, bro. Every tempo. Like, he beat, was able to beat a all-time great that way. Yeah. That's that's what makes him supremely, like, in that spot. So, like, yeah, shout out to Kirk, bro. And like I said, little baby, man. I mean. And then you ride this momentum. Him and Dirk tape drop yo. next week. Yeah, dog. I'm proud of Dirk too. By the way, came a long way, bro. Dirk is hit or miss for me. Like people be hyping him, but I be like, ah, right, he cool. He came a long way from L's anthem, bro. Like when the drill <laughs> era started, and I was like, yo, I like Dirk, man. He nice, and you yeah, know, in and out of jail. Cause then he, he make uh, me Hennessy and you. No, that's that's Dage, but him. Uh, no, I swore he was on like a remix to that song or something. He might have been, but him and Dage did like a collab project, and they were uh, dated for a hot like, second. Yeah, like. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Like, Dirk like and Dage, Dirk, yeah. Yeah, it's like Dirk is Dirk. Is Dirk. Hey man, Dirk might be like the meek of his era, bro. I'm not mad at that. I am not mad at that at all. And the one hey, he's been on quietly, he's been he's been all right. Yeah, man. I mean, look, he's had a few runs too. That's that's a really I'm I'm not mad. Street dude, it's crossed yeah. over, make good records, appears on records. You're like, huh? And it does mm-hmm. a really good job. Whether it's with Drake, he was on a Drake and Nas record in back to back weeks, where it's like, bro, Dirt really working. Like, no, Dirt. Yeah, Dirt. Dirt definitely when he on for me, like he. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. He fire. Yeah, so that was that's the biggest thing I I listened to over the weekend, uh, or little baby. But something that uh, I remember hearing on on the Joe Budden podcast when Ma was like, "Yo, this song hard," and it was Akeem Ali uh, with Kenny Casanova. So you know me, I like that player pimp rap. That's just my bag. Shout out Primo. Shout out Larry June. And now this EP fired me like summer seventy five degree music top down. 
window, that like ass to me, bro. That stuff was fire. As soon as I played, I was like, oh, this is this nigga that my nigga be playing all the time. I'm like, yo, this is trash, bro. Nah, that joint. I mean, if that's the type of music y'all like, then yeah, it should be fire. It's fire to people who like that type of music. I don't, so it's ass, bro. Did you get to hear Mac Homie? I, I didn't get it. I did, and then I heard West Side Gun on the song. I was like, why are you everywhere? So People were yeah. saying it's, it's amazing. I think it's all right. But something I thought was really good, Patrick Page the second. He has some joints on there, bro. Like it started off kind of. I was like, yo, this shit is not the wave. But some of the songs was dope. I mean, he had uh, what's his name, Duran Bernard on there, and like Fire, he, bro. he one of them niggas that like his voice is like programmed in my head now. Because the moment I heard, I was like, I'm like my phone. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so nah, he had some records on there that was fire. Yeah, Brian was like, "Bro, you hip?" I was like, "Nah," and he sent it to me. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna check it out." Yeah, the drum was said was hard, hard. Um, of course, the uh, whisper joint was great. He had some some good records on there. What are my other strong points that I liked? Uh, my standouts. For me, some of my joints that I I enjoyed, um, curfew was dope. Forty thousand feet, I really like. Ain't talking about much with Sizzle was crazy. Uh, Good Grace was crazy. That was a nice. That was a nice stretch of the album. Right yeah, there. there's sure. some really good songs on there. I, I really enjoy it, man. And I, I wasn't wasn't mad at all. So, um, I guess before we get up out of here, let's. Let's just talk uh, the best show out. Like, Invincible, now that it's not on television anymore, <laughs> the best show is back. Godfather Harlem. I'm all caught For up. For sure. Oh, yo, finally. Yo. Yo. What I. Oh. Untouchable, man. I think we talked about this. Is the dude. It's hard for me to relinquish someone being a better Malcolm than Denzel. I told you. He, but this, I said I said it. I said it. But his brother is amazing, dog. I said it. He's the best Malcolm X of all time. And it's cool. It's cool to say it, bro. It's cool to say it, bro. I never thought we would get that, man. It's like it's like when, when niggas say, yo, Drake's the biggest rap artist of all time. I'm like, yo, man, he might be. He might be. He's the best Malcolm X of all time, bro. All time. I mean, bro. the voice inflection, the mannerisms, the look. Like, yo, he's killing it. And just seeing what he was like going through, and and then that makes me wonder, like, if the mafia like really had those connections to be like, oh, we can't find the missing boys. Oh, we can't. All right, let me let me make some calls. <laughs> I mean, look, man, like. I mean, if you believe in urbanists, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the mafia is the mafia, bro. Like, especially in that time period, like, in the heyday, I mean, they allegedly got Kennedy killed. You know how powerful you gotta be to kill a president? Touche. Like. Nah, but I thought that was really cool. Um, was there any other thing notable from the episode? Yo, how did you feel since I missed the last one of when one I thought it was wild where Lyndon came into uh the office with Adam Clayton Powell was like, 
hey, do whatever it takes to get him to sign his filibuster. And he was like, you know, I love these women. And then they taking pictures. And my man was like, I'm still not going to sign it. I was like, bro, and you ripped the, the photos? Oh, nah. Them just getting blasted everywhere. I'm like, oh, you, I mean, you, look, you want segregation? Hold on, play it's it. About, like, yeah, it's about your conscience and how you want to win. There's times in my life where I've taken the harder road in confrontations. Just because, like, I don't want to. It's like, I could just be like, okay, I'm going to get 20 niggas and we're going to jump you. <laughs> like, But, like, you don't want that. That's not how you want to handle this. So, like, yeah. Like, I mean, that was quote, quote, commendable, I guess. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was definitely commendable. But, I mean, yeah, he was out there just living a crazy life. My man bro. saying segregation is, is the only way, and it's just like, oh, but you with all these black women? Oh, nah, play it, hold yeah, up. Like, yeah, I mean, like, but that's that's historically, like, you know, like, that's a big thing. Like, white yeah. people always been saying shit like that. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, shit crazy, bro. And then, what did you think about Bumpy's man's not leaving? And, like... I mean, like, you gotta think, especially in that time, like, this ain't like you saying, yo, Rob, bro, you gotta get out of town. Like, yo, this is a time where, like, there ain't but so many safe havens across America for black people. And Harlem has been, I mean, historically, we look at Harlem as, like, yeah, the Mecca, right? The Mecca, especially sure. in that time period. So, like, especially when you're part of a crew like that, right? It's like... I ain't trying to leave neither, bro. Like, would you want me to go? Like, if I go in the South now, even like if I'm not like on some, you know, get a tax, you still up there just surrounded by racism and heat and shit like that. Like, at least in Harlem, you can be in your own corner and just live your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you think of all the clubs and shit. Like, yo, Harlem was living. Yo, that the Geechee look fire, bro. I would have right. loved to have like been in there and been like right there with the boom boom room, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, I definitely can't wait for the next episode. Um, that's a fact. Like, yeah, I mean, like you know, I'll be doing his thing, bro. He he really like moving and shaking. Like X is getting closer to his death. That's it's eerie, right? Super eerie, man. Like, Cause you know what's gonna happen, but it's like, like the nation is already turning on him. They trying to kill him. Yeah, it's it's eerie. Cause I'm like a brick through his crib. You know they, how strong and angry you gotta be to throw a brick through his crib. <laughs> yeah, like this is the third one in the last month. I'm like, what? Uh, Brick, like nigga, Randy Johnson don't be throwing bricks at people, bro. But he did have a baseball killer bird. That did happen. <laughs> he really immortalized the bird, bro, by killing it. He really immortalized how throng, how strong he is as a pitcher. Bro, I was just like, yo, that guy's like yeah. going ninety miles at forty, bro. <laughs> Alright. Was he ever did he ever take steroids? No. Thank God. That's God given ability. That I would hate to have to to disown Randy Johnson, man. But yeah, nah. That's just crazy, bro. Godfather Harlem is like man. Mafia dude killing them like setting them youngins on fire, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, look, they killed the, the um, acting boss at the table, bro. Like, yeah, them, this intense, bro. A hundred percent. And speaking on race, I want to 
this isn't on our topic list, but it's something I think I've seen you retweet, so you might know a little bit about about this. So today at work we had um we did a story on uh critical race theory, right? Mm. And you know the company I work for has its biases. Uh, However, the what story is that? If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. We're just going to leave it like that. I still need to check. <laughs> um, however, the piece we did was not, uh, was bipartisan. Like, I mean, it was non-bipartisan. Like, it was, we had uh, views from both sides in the piece. So I'm like, okay. I think that would be bipartisan. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I get tongue. I, I get tongue tied. You know what happens. Sprinkled a little sass. Yeah, but it it was uh, the reporter who did it. She was like, "How you feel about the story?" I'm like, "It was fair." Because some of the other stories she's done, it's definitely uh, non-bipartisan. It's like, what was the point of this story? Like, this is horrible. But. We end up having, in the same day we're airing this piece, maybe it's timing, divine intervention, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. We had uh, someone from, uh, we had a Texas attorney general call in. Mm-hmm. And Texas is the, the state that they've put it in motion to get rid of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to get rid no of it. So I'm like, man, let's see what he's going to say. I kind of know what he's going to say, but let's see if he really say it. Bro. He went, there you are. Like he was just like, I mean, we're we're trying to teach these kids, uh, we're not trying to teach these kids about racism. We're trying to teach them that not to see color and that every man is equal. So why would they need to learn about that? And I'm just sitting there like, yo, is he serious, bro? Yeah, he's been going there. And for me, I'm like, if you want to do that, are they gonna learn about Hitler? Are they gonna learn about 9/11? Because if they gonna learn about that. Gotta, you gotta really show them. Like, don't just hide it. And I think that's, and Florida's now proposing it, which, again, all the states that have eliminated it Utah, Arkansas, Mississippi, you kind of know, like, all right. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on now. I mean, there's nothing, nothing else would better serve this country if they were able to just teach generations of black people. That racism never existed while still enacting every racist policy in America, right? So it was like, yeah, not, it would it would be nothing greater for them to be like, yo, man, everybody's equal here, man. Like you're all equal, and then somehow you look at your life and you're like, man, like I'm really behind this guy who I did the exact same thing to. He just happens to be white, but no, I can't be that. Yeah. They told us it doesn't even exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's. Bro, you know who? Um, what's his name? Mark Lamont Hill. Bro, and and I sent our reporter that today. I was like, he asked the dude, "What's one thing you like about being white?" And he couldn't Bro, say anything. Nothing. That's what. And that's and that's. I said that a while ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you think of like, there are certain connections. Like, yeah, of course. Like in the black spectrum right there's you know african-americans cuban-american all these other different shit right yeah it's like yeah but there are shared experiences that we all experience that we all you know partake in whether good or bad we've all fought through these things or ancestors have fought through these things they're you know 
real experience, right? It's like when you think of white people, it's like, yo, like you can say you're proud to be an Irish American or an Italian or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can look at, I'm sure you can look at points of that history to where their people have done things that they can be proud of, right? But when you say as a collective, like, what are you proud of being white? Like, the only collective history that you share is of persecution and dominance and shit like that. Like, deprivation and just like like that's your shared experiences like that's your like, gift Lamar, Lamar Hill is like we have cultural norms that we like the slang that we say you know shows that I might like whatever what do you what do you like about and he couldn't say anything he was like oh we're we shouldn't even be having this conversation because we're trying to talk about uh you know colorless and I'm like no bro like we, no we're not that's doing it like that's the thing. I'm gonna put that in the description, by the way, so people can actually watch that. It was a real good Thanks. interview, and I wish the interview was longer, or I mm-hmm. wish, like I said, you know, like TV, you got a certain amount of time, and he really wouldn't answer it in the interview. Like, and I was like, dang, I know yo, he had to be like going in. That's the thing, people. When people when we say yo, black power and power people and stuff like that, and they go like, white power and say, and you're like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, if you specifically ask a black person, like, what does black power and power to people and stuff like that mean to us, right? There's we can break this down into why these statements are like and why they're not anti other people, right? When right. someone says white power, it's like, okay, explain that. Tell us why you say that, right? It's the same thing as make and America like, great again. It's like when was it great like, before? Now you're just going to name mad different periods of exploitation and like just tragedy and shit. So it's like, yeah, like that shit is stupid, bro. Like, and it's sad that certain states are being able to enact these laws or try to, right? So, I mean, we just got to look. This has always been in America, right? We always have to be able to, like, outnumber, you know, the ridiculous, overt racist. Like, cause there's still people who live in, like, New York and shit that are, like, you know, not racist, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. But, like, yo, we have to win what we can win. Like, we might not, we're probably never going to win against in Mississippi, which is crazy when you think about how many black people live in Mississippi, right? Like, just look at that. Like, that's crazy. I think they have, like, the biggest population of black people as far as, like, percentage-wise. Per capita? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's like, but when you think, like you said, Arkansas, like, Mississippi, shit like that, like, Texas, Florida, like, these aren't surprises to us. Like, we just have to win and consistently keep the truth alive, bro. Like, that's it. That's, yeah. Like, you can't, you can't you know, worry yourself with the crazy idiots. You know so, what I'm saying? To to end on a on a positive note, something interesting happened. Uh, also random is almost been ten years since Project X uh, was created, which that's kind of wild. Like that's one of those like cultural like classics where it's like, bro, remember going to the theater seeing this? And a TikTok went viral. Was like, yo, I'm having a kickback. Y'all should pull up. And Huntington Beach had to like shut down because people were partying, jumping on uh, the the fire or not the firelight, the uh, stoplight or whatever. It turned to a real Project X. I was gonna ask you a question, but I kind of know the answer because we did it together. And I was like, "Have you been to a Project X type?" But I'm like, oh. we, "We did, that. you know." Yeah, like look, 
Project X was like a moment to everybody in our generation. Like maybe especially like our age range. Like yeah, like our generation. We all I think it feels like we all the way we all talk about it, right? It's like we all collectively went to the movie theater just to see like the crazy dumb shit. Like this didn't even look like it had the amazing plot or something. We just like, yeah, yeah let's see how wild the movie is. Then we saw the movie and yo, that's a great fucking movie. One, right? For sure. And two, like we all it's like we all collectively got these ideas like wait. Are these parties possible? Like, it's crazy because, like, we saw things like American Pie and shit like that as, like, super kids and shit. But it's like when we saw Project X, it looked like it just looked so more realistic to us. Like, and I mean, you've seen it in generations after, right? <laughs> like, we've carried these things, like you said, between us two. Like, are we done crazy shit? Like, yeah. Yeah, and that I feel like most of that shit the same way. Like shout out to uh, Johnny Knoxville, I saw him turning fifty the other day. Which so. that's wild, crazy. I'm like, yo, Jackass, like Jackass is like arguably like the soldier boy of online shit and like shock value shit. And I'm like, as far as like we just literally tuned in to see the dumbest shit consistently like, to the point where they made movies, bro. Like, literally, meeting Steve-O was like, yo, I'm glad, like, you're alive, bro. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, if you had to vote then, like, and said, yo, who do you think is the first, like, celebrity? That, we're like, Steve-O's gonna die tomorrow, bro. <laughs> like, like what? So, like, yeah, it's so crazy when you think of, like, what they brought to the table. So, like, what was we talking about? Just about, like, that. Did you see videos of the Huntington Beach? Oh, like, yeah, it looked lit. Yeah, the Huntington like, yeah, like, that shit looked ridiculous like i'm like thank god we did it in the south and we just was like in the south uh, and in the cut like yeah that's like Atlantic country shit yeah like there's like you really be on other people's houses and shit on their property like fucking this shit up yeah it would have been bad (sighs) what i mean yeah no that shit looked crazy like i was like I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I would have definitely wanted to like make an appearance there. Just like, oh, I would have. I would not. I would have been there. It wouldn't have been in my spot. No. No, no. But I'm but saying like, if you I'd heard about there. it, be like, yo, let me check this out. Let me, let me. Play I'd it. have been there, bro. Where it's going down? They're known for the ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, that Huntington Beach did look crazy. I'd, yeah, I'd have definitely been there. What? Yeah, so shout out to them for keeping the spirit alive. Absolutely, man. And especially the first big moment of the pandemic. They're gonna talk about that party for years to come. People still hit us up and be like, "Yo, y'all doing another one?" Just because when you do something that's that dope, bruh, man. Like, I just want to say, shout out to uh, shout out to DP. He was like, "Yo, that that um, late house party was went bad really fast." And I was like, yo, I remember the year. I remember texting Anna like, yo, these bitches is gonna like do a lake house party and we not involved. I was like, true, whatever. And I remember going to the um the joint that we was throwing like a little kickback or some shit we was throwing. And on the way there it was like, yo, lake house party already got shut down. And I was like, no, this ain't even thirty minutes into it. Damn. I said, there's there's a few moments in my like partying life where I just knew like, yo. Right now, this is oh, that moment, man. and it would be the first bonfire, talking to you and Josh, and Bruh. the first lake house taking that ride. It was different. Like I was riding to No Worries, 
the the Anderson Pack album and Solange with my brother, and I see a cop literally right in front of us, and I'm like, oh crap, he's on the same road. All these cars are going. A car turns. He's right behind the car that turns, and he just kept going straight. I look at my brother. I'm like, this this is one of the ones. Like right here. Uh, I like. I'm like say so yeah the first party when I'm just I never forget talking to you and we go out the back and we on the steps and I just look and I'm like you I've never seen this many people before a party in my life <laughs> like that was I was like all right you win like you you yeah yeah it I'm happened. Like, all these stories right here right yeah, now bro like, like this right here talking I was like bro this nigga is telling me everything at the wrong time <laughs> but now nah, you earned it not nah, for real not nah, definitely. And then, like, yeah, the first, like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, man, I remember getting your brother's first work, bro. Bro, that's... <laughs> like, bro. Dog, yeah, that was one of the moments where you're like, yo, we really pulled out something, like, it felt, like, legit. It felt like, bro, it felt like, it had to be felt like Franklin saying or something on Snowfall. Like, yo, we got the first brick off. Like, oh, my gosh, like, we working with the government. Like, we ridiculous yeah there was no like funny bullshit like we sold tickets like i mean tickets like we charged some shit like yo yeah, yeah nah for real like that was a moment but yeah we did it i told man's i was at work i was like bro i was like you know how crazy this party i was like we saw project x and then we ended up started digging bonfires fam like people don't people just saw it and thought this looks neat they don't know the hours that it took to dick that shit. No, no one knows the... Oh, my gosh. I remember seeing it like, oh, we're going to just shovel this shit. And then we're like, oh, there's more dirt to shovel. <laughs> like, Between oh that, God. I feel like the one we put in the most work for was the one that was at Steph's house out in the oh boonies. Because we tried to get the fight shown there, which oh, I man. still think if we did... Yeah, yeah we would have been in... Yeah. Yeah, we said we're the only people that beat Floyd in the fight. Bro. Like, we definitely had a... It was a lot of people, bro. Like, nah, we cut, bro. Like, I don't know because Greg House, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Between that shit, man, I got, I still got a video of us like seeing rats and shit in the shed. I was like, oh shit, like that shit was crazy. Like between that and remember, like the water in the basement and shit like that, Bruh. That we damn near did like extreme makeover home edition on that shit. Bro. That shit was. Or or then telling telling everybody I was like yo the, the bathroom don't work man it's cool to pee I'm, I'm like no we need a bathroom bro <laughs> like man, we legit was gonna have people pissing in the woods bro <laughs> like we gotta get a bathroom we can't just do this off the strength <laughs> and they was really looking at me like yo no we I'm like nah, I think we can do it <laughs> all we saw was we're putting in this much and a bad a porta potty is gonna cost more nah. We don't need it. This thing around like, no, we cannot do this to people. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. At least, thank God you were there. Yeah, that, that would have been really just. Just foul. Just so foul. Like I said, it was just one of the moments where, like, I, I feel like Project X was like, yo, this is really happening. I remember we did the auditions for the Jiho uh, performances that day. And I remember seeing one of the guys. I'm like, hey, yo, man, what you doing later? So I'm going to this party, man. Wait, it's your party. I was like, 
cool. Like, I'm a senior. I remember, I remember me. It's, it's kind of like the same thing that happened before and after. I just remember me and TK walking around campus behind some joints. And they were just like, yeah, we're going to go to this squad party or something, see what it's like. And we were like, it might be pretty good. And afterwards, I remember I was walking to, up the steps towards the cab. To the cab. And everyone was like, yo, that party, bruh? Bruh. I remember, and I remember two conversations. I remember, like, these niggas was like, yo, did you go to the party? And one of the dudes was like, nah, I ain't going. He was like, yo, you messed up. And I was like, yo, that sounds amazing. And these drums was like, yeah, you go to this party? Yeah, that was crazy. And we was like... Yo, this nigga real sad. Yo, I'm not, I can't walk on campus anymore. Y'all learn how to I can't fly, walk bro. I was like, yo, you're not lying, bro. Man, that. And it yeah, was that crazy because, like, the next week. Nah, I'm going to say that off air. I'm going to say that off air. Holy shit. Yeah, but that. <laughs> bro, oh, my goodness. Um, Nah, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. Y'all stay safe. Man, try to hit up a pool or something. See something. Yeah. And Shout out to City Girls. <laughs> yeah, that, that twerkulator anthem gonna go up. Yeah, I'm trying to see, to see what that's hitting for. And yeah, man, y'all, y'all be easy out here. Until the next time. Peace.